Welcome to Type 2 Take 2, the diabetes and health-centered podcast where we stick our noses where they don't belong in order to get to that annoying answer of why. Join us on Facebook at Type 2 Take 2 podcast where the fun doesn't stop and real questions are really answered. This podcast is brought to you by Envision Health Integrative Nutrition and Wellness, where they are making people healthy one forkful at a time. For a free consultation, click the link below and get it scheduled for a 15-minute no-obligation discovery call to see if they're a right fit for you. Hey guys, let me be the first to tell you that I just opened up enrollment for the Type 2 Take 2 12-week program. There, I teach you how to get to the root of the the root causes actually of your fluctuating blood sugar and how to bring your glucose levels back into balance. If you want to know more, click on Type 2 Take 2 program link down below and schedule a no obligation 15-minute discovery call with me to see if we're a great fit, okay? All right, talk to you soon. Now, without further ado, on to the show. Welcome back to Type 2 Take 2. This is Danielle, your hostess with uh, not quite the mostess, but she's got plenty to say. I'm so glad that you've made it here for another episode of Type 2 Take 2, and I hope that you can get something out of this that you can share with someone else and make their day or make their lifetime. How can you make their day or their lifetime? Share some information with them that can change the way they live their diabetic life. Who needs to live a life full of despair and and frustration when they don't have to? Well, hopefully here you can find that there are so many other ways to live life and you don't have to be part of that crowd of, of, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do because I'm going to die anyway. Because that's what I used to say. Now, to the episode. So, last week we discussed, Renee, Olivia, and I, why we need to get to the root of the problem as far as our diabetes or any other illnesses are concerned. So we discussed in that episode why it's important to not let medication be the the first and last answer because there's so much more to illnesses, sicknesses than just medication. You don't have to take medication all your life. Some of you may. I'm not saying I'm not trying to say that you you have this Maybe you do have something where medication is going to be part of your daily life. But what I'm saying is maybe you don't. Maybe if you get to the root cause, maybe you don't. Get it? This is something I've been discussing for, I think, the whole time that I've started this podcast, and even maybe more so. I would love for you all to get involved in checking out the root cause. And there's no better way to check out your root cause than to stop ignoring your symptoms. If you have symptoms, look at the symptoms of whatever you have, write them down, and then do some research. If you don't know who to ask, if you don't know who to trust, you you need a qualified health provider to help you with these information. Now, I just happen to be one, but you don't have to use me. 
or if you need uh, resources as to who you can go to, I can go ahead and give you some names. Otherwise, you can check with your doctor, but I'm going to be honest here. Doctors are available to fix the problem. They're not available to do preventative work or to look for underlying conditions, underlying or root cause, because they don't have time. I love my doctors and I'm so appreciative for my doctors. I, doctors are amazing, but they don't have time to be digging deep into your life to try to prevent you from that. They, the main, their main thing is to fix the problem at hand. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for them, but they can't help you with your root cause. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> I hope that didn't depress you. It should motivate you to look for a good natural, uh, natural path or a functional doctor, uh, someone who actually looks at root causes and uh, helps to balance your body out because that's what's important. Uh, usually it's an unbalanced body. From what I've learned and I've continuously seen is that a balanced body cannot hold disease. A balanced body cannot hold disease. So. That being said, that being said, let's go ahead and go through our four staples. That one being updates, the second being <laughs> fails, the other being encouragement or motivation. And, um, oh my word, y'all, I just had a brain fart. That's okay. But we're gonna go through it anyway because I love I love doing it and I think it's very helpful. So, updates. Okay, and of course the last one is health. <laughs> so let's go with updates. The update of this week is um, I am coming to the end of my vacation, and tomorrow I head back to work, and I am looking forward to it. Um, just because I love the people that I work with, uh, they are very sweet people and I enjoy being able to make people happy. I'm a pleaser and, uh, that comes with good and bad, but at least for my good, I'm able to help people. And I can, when I see that people are being helped, it makes me happy. Even if it is scrubbing a toilet, scrubbing a wall, you know, um, tiles, it doesn't matter. Uh, speaking of tiles and scrubbing and all those things, if you are surrounding yourself by uh, <laughs> chemicals, be sure to do a detox. <laughs> I haven't done one yet, but that's it's time for me to get a detox done. But in any event, um, the update, my vacation is over today. I consider Sunday the beginning of the week, as most, uh, at least Americans do. Uh Sunday is considered the end of the week here in the Netherlands, but that's fine. <laughs> but nonetheless, I consider the end. Of, I I consider this the beginning of the week. So my week starts today. My new week, non-vacation, starts today, and I will be heading out and enjoying my people once again, and hopefully being able to bring a smile to their faces, and being able to joke around and have fun with them. All right, failures. Failures, dun dun dun. I jumped on the scale. And outside of um, hormonal changes that usually occur within the female body, um, yes, do the math. 
uh, I have picked up quite a few kilos and it wasn't all during my vacation. Uh, it was progressive. <laughs> so I have some kilos to, I have some kilos to let go of to release from my body. The reason why is, is, is honest, like, uh, to be honest, like I have, um, been gobbling up some things. I've been eating more carbohydrates than I should. And actually it's, it's not helpful for me either because most carbohydrates, vegetable carbohydrates, I don't have too much problem with. Starchy carbohydrates, my body has a problem with. And um, that's what I've been, I've just kind of let myself go. I said, okay, well, it's vacation and it's before vacation. So I'm just going to enjoy a little bit and uh, munch on some things and it's going to be yummy. And it was, but I mean, there's one, there's a, uh, this is failure, right? I'm okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is not motivating, but, um, it's one thing to have a flex or a cheat dish. It's another thing to have a cheat or flex week. And if you can't get control of it, then you'll find yourself picking up kilos, pounds, stones, whatever, so just keep that in mind, you know, I, I'm not beating myself up because I knew what I was doing. And so now it's just to get back on track and I'm okay with that because I'm just going to tighten up my keto belt and uh, jump on the train. Yeah. You may remember that I said that I was, uh, I was working my way off of keto so that way I could learn how to eat more carbohydrates. But obviously my, I'm not there yet where I can just eat more carbohydrates and be fine. Some people are, some people are abstainers and some people are moderators and I have to be an abstainer. Now I can eat carbohydrates that are vegetable, but not like starchy vegetables, not like starchy things, not like grains that, that doesn't work for my body. My body doesn't like it. Well, my, my taste buds like it, but my body doesn't. So that's my fail. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2. Looking for some low-carb inspiration? Trying to figure out how you can make your diet work for you? Well, check us out at theluckystove.com, where you can find plenty of recipes that may tickle your fancy and your taste buds. Also, be sure to email us at type2diabetes.take2 at gmail.com. The, the link will be down below. So that way you can let us know your story. Let us know if you are interested in being interviewed or if you just want to give a little uh, description of what has happened in your diabetic and or hormonally changed because of food life. We are here for you and so are the listeners. We'd love to hear from you. So please type 2diabetes take 2 at gmail.com. And again, the website for low-carb recipe inspiration is theluckystove.com. Also, feel free to uh, wave or share this podcast and or tag us on Instagram at type2take2. Let us know you're listening. All right, on to the show. Now, motivation, motivation. Well, I've been motivated over this week. Um, I've been really thankful for the nutrients that, that I've been blessed with. You know, 
I, I, it's probably interlinked with the, with the fail, but sometimes you learn from your failures, right? So I realized how much nutrients I was missing out on by eating the things that I was eating. And I've been, been, I've been giving more prayers of thanks and, and more deliberate prayers, not just, you know, God is good. God is great. Thank you for this food. Amen. If you've been there, you can say amen. <laughs> if that's something that you learned probably as a kid and you just went along with it, if you're still praying now, um, if you're not praying now, then, you know, being thankful and grateful for the food that you've been, that's been, you've been provided, that that's really important. It, it gives honor to the, the flesh that you, that you're eating, if it's from an animal and it gives honor to the great provider, the one who made it possible for you to eat this. So I'm just, uh, that's just something to let you know, but motivation. I've been so motivated, like I said, because during this time of failure, um, when I do eat my nutrient-rich and dense foods, I honestly am thankful for all the nutrients. Like I honestly think about it, and you know, my prayers have even changed, people, <laughs> because we pray, we pray um, as a family, you know, over our meals when we eat together, and my prayers have even changed, and I am more and be. I am more thankful. I even thank God for the B vitamins in the <laughs> in the selenium. <laughs> so I don't always get so detailed. I mean, I don't want our food to get cold. Me calling out every single nutrient, every every single micro, but I am very thankful. And sometimes I'll catch myself, even if somebody else takes the lead in prayer, I find myself, you know, still giving thanks for those nutrients that are taking care of the parts of the body that are necessary uh that need those nutrients because you know not to get all mushy or emotional or anything but we're like seriously fearfully and wonderfully made like and all of the foods that were that are provided for us and i mean food i don't mean the processed stuff you guys let's not get it twisted let's be real for a second let's let's be honest with ourselves I'm not talking about the processed fake stuff. I'm talking about the real stuff. And yes, that may that includes honey. That includes honey. That's not processed. Um, I may not be able to eat honey every day, spoonfuls at a time. But that, you know, milk and honey, land of milk and honey. Don't forget. Um, and manna. <laughs> but the foods that have been provided to us, they do something every single, every single part of our, our bodies uses every single real, every single nutrient that we consume, every single nutrient that we get from our food. So why not be thankful? Why not be grateful for the foods that, um, for what those foods do, which is why I'm so motivated. That, that motivates me because it motivates me to really take a look at my plate and not be so uh, intent or so wily or so careless with what I'm putting in my mouth because the processed foods are doing nothing for me. I think I told you before, processed foods, they have no nutrients. And then when you put them in their body, they steal the nutrients that you already have. So you may be thinking, oh, I'm good to go. You know, I've got all the nutrients I need. I'm eating from, I'm eating from the earth or whatever. But if you're eating processed foods and things like that, they're actually stealing what you already have. So you have to re, you have to put more in. And guess what? You need those micronutrients every single day it's not like you got you get your fill you know every single day your body needs those micro micronutrients to to go forth to go forward 
to push through, to do what they're supposed to do, what they've been created to do. So that's my motivation. <laughs> Sorry. I know it was hardcore, right? But I love it because it really put me in a place of gratitude also. I am so thankful and so grateful. So there's that. All right. So now let's talk health. Health. The long-term effects of diabetes on the body. Now, I know I, 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 okay, you all know, I hope by now that I was a diabetic, um, diagnosed when I was 29 years old. Here I am 38 now. I'll be 39 in November. <clears throat> and it took me all the way till 2019 to do something about it, to really do something about it. Not just, um, I mean, cause I've tried and failed. I tried and failed or I gave up because it wasn't fitting my quote unquote lifestyle or I just wanted the easy way out. Most times it was that I wanted the easy way out, but I mean, I was scared of what would happen. I was scared of the retinopathy. I was scared of the renal failure. I was scared of the neuropathy and I was scared of the, the time that it costed to heal my body after wounds and things. So let's talk about the time that it costed for me to heal. Because this is actually one of the reasons, I mean, it's not one of the reasons, but it was evident. I should say that. It was very evident. Okay. So in 2019, the summer of 2019, when I went back to California uh, to visit family, be I, I wound up falling somehow. I don't remember how I fell. I don't remember if I fell in the States or if I fell in... Uh, on in transition to the states, I'm not quite sure now that I, now that I think about it. But one thing is for sure, I got hurt. My knee was ah yes, it was in the United. It was here in the Netherlands. I got hurt here in the Netherlands somehow, and I hurt my knee. I think I fell. That could be it. I may have fallen off my bike. All right. Anyway, um, I hurt my knee and it was wounded and it was nasty and it was ugly and fine. It was all of those things. And you know, a normal person, it wouldn't take so long for them to, for their, for their knee to heal. You know, the body takes up, the body starts doing what it needs to do. Lymphocytes kick in, you know, the blood cells start working, you know, clotting takes place, you know, all of the things, all of the normal things that we take for granted. Well, I went to the United States and I still had the wound. Okay, fine. And it hurt. It hurt so bad. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt very bad. And it was a nasty, ugly wound. But it wasn't so nasty and ugly that I couldn't hide it with a skirt. And it wasn't so nasty and ugly that I was 100% limping. But I was limping. But, you know, I was also limping because I was too heavy for my for my knees. And I couldn't get up. I think at the time I was 280 pounds. Yeah. I, I was 280 pounds. I speak in kilos now because that's what my scale tells me. But I was 280 pounds. And I was walking around. I'm 5'10 on a good day. 5'8 5'9 on a, on a bad day. Um, so... 
if you can take that into consideration, my BMI is, was at the time off the charts. It's way better now. I'm not severely obese. I'm just considered overweight, <laughs> according to the to all of the calculators, the body calculators. But going back to that wound, I was my blood sugar was not under control. Now, if you remember, I told you that my body was dumping at a time. It was getting rid of it was getting rid of all of the non-essential, quote unquote, non-essential things. It was muscle wasting. And it was also, I was also losing fat because I was muscle wasting. And the reason I was muscle wasting was because my body couldn't handle trying to take care of all of those other things that keep me alive at the same time. Because I was, my blood sugar was way out of control. Even with metformin, it was, a, it was better with metformin, but it was still out of control. Okay, so fast forward, I, I get on the plane, I'm on my way to California and I have this wound and it still hasn't healed. And we've got all these things going on. It's really exciting. I get to see my nieces again, my newborn niece. I finally get to see her for the first time. You know, all of these things, my family, my friends, and that wound is still there. We're there for two weeks. The wound is still there. If you look at it, you would say, oh, it's just an abrasion, right? It's just a scratch. It's just, an ab- it's just you know, broken skin, you know, cut. That's it. But no, that thing was nasty. It was nasty. And what's worse is that it was nasty and it wasn't healing. It wasn't healing because my blood sugar was out of control and it wouldn't, my body was redirecting, healing all of those things, all the things that are necessary, common things, normal things. You cut your finger, you get a paper cut, your, your, your body takes over and it heals, right? Well, mine didn't. And it took a long time. It actually took all the way to the end of the trip. And I'm saying we left and I had that wound. It took, it took about uh, 11, 11 hours from the Netherlands to California, besides the two weeks that we were, that we were out. And that's not even including the time. I don't even know how long I had that wound before we left. So at least give it about three weeks and that wound was still there. It's not like I was stabbed. I scratched and I had an abrasion on my knee and the healing did not take place. Now this is just one of many instances where somebody can get can get sick, for example. That's why uh, doctors do not like to do surgery on people whose blood sugars are out of control. Well, I say they don't like to, they'll do it but they recommend that your blood sugar is under control, at least a good doctor will, because your your healing time is far more extended. You don't heal like a normal person. It's like, it's like your body just, it has to deal with all of the blood sugar problems. It has to deal with all of your body trying to just make it. Your body is sick as a diabetic with high blood sugar. It's deviating all of the things that are natural to just deal with your single problem of high blood sugar. And why do you have high blood sugar? Why? Is it the things you ate or, or are still eating? Most likely. But what else? Hormones. What else? Stress. What, or, what else? It could be genetic. Could you do something about that? Now, um, I have to say that even if it is genetic, type 2 person, I'm talking to you. Even if it is genetic, that doesn't mean that it's a death. That is your that is your sentence. Just because uh, you've been given you've been given a title or as you you've been uh, 
just because you inherited something doesn't mean that you have to accept it. There's a difference between having a genetic disposition and actually expressing it. And the expression comes along with exacerbation of all of the th- by bad eating, bad habits, not good sleeping, hormonal dis, uh, dysregulation or imbalances. All of those things play a part. So, healing. Healing. Long time healing. It takes you a long time to heal. What else? Neuropathy. That means that your your body starts taking away from the things that are not quite as important. But it's not that it takes it away. It's that the blood can't get to it anymore. The blood is being redirected for other things or your arteries are being so blocked that you can't get to it. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about your fingers. I'm talking about your toes. You start getting darkness around your toes, around your fingers. You start getting numb around your fingers and your toes. If you're wondering why your 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 uh, you start getting swollen when you eat something that's sweet, it's the inflammation. It's the inflammation. I'm not talking about just sweet. I'm talking about sugar. And maybe your body reacts the same way with erythritol that it does as it does with sugar, but usually it doesn't. Monk fruit, stevia, the sugar alcohols. You know. It sounds like a really doom and gloom, but it's not because there's there there are options. This we're just talking about the long term effects of diabetes, neuropathy. Like I said, your nerves start to die off, so the blood does not go there anymore. It's like um, when you get a plant right, and your and a piece of the plant is dead, and there there are other pieces of the plant that's living. So the blood can't go to cannot go through that dead plant anymore, that portion of the plant, but it still sits there and it settles. And so unless you cut it off, you will you will be stealing from the other pieces of the healthier plant. I hope that makes sense. This is not meant to be doom and gloom, like I said. It's really just to give you an idea of what happens when you have long term uh, with the, of the long term effects of diabetes. These are things you want to avoid. How can you avoid it? Eat a lower carb diet. Eat a lower carbohydrate diet. Eat a healthier diet. Do not, or if you're not about that low carb life, stop with your highly processed foods. Stop with them anyway because they're stealing from you. They're stealing from your body. You're letting the you're letting the thief in your home. So that's a lot, but you can do it. Back to a motivation. Be sure to know that. Your hairs are counted. Every single hair on your head is counted. And if there is a a bird that falls from the sky and God cares enough about them, then he certainly cares enough about you. And he's, he's watching over you. So if God, the creator of everything can care so much about you, then you, then you should give yourself a chance to care about yourself, to let go of those things that are dragging you down that being processed foods, that being toxic uh, chemicals and toxic people. I know I went there, but they they distress you too. And high and stress, chronic stress will affect your blood sugars. Okay, all right. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us at the Lucky the Lucky Stove. <laughs> I just did a I just did an upload uh, for the Lucky Stove, so forgive me. Uh, while I'm at it, check out the Lucky the Lucky Stove YouTube channel. Uh, we just did a croquette. Actually, I just did a croquette because I'm a one man shop today. Uh, a croquette uh, a video, and um, yeah, that's it. So thank you so much for joining me at Type Two Take Two. Uh, feel free to email me your stories, or if you have, uh, if you're interested in being interviewed, type two, uh, diabetes take two at gmail.com, and let me know that you're interested. Uh, you'll hear it in, uh, you'll hear it, and hopefully you've already heard it. But we appreciate and we love the fact that you are willing to share who you are with the rest of the people, so that the rest of the people can know what to avoid, how to avoid it, what to eat, what not to eat. I know we're all individual, but there are some things that are just like right across the board, at least until we get finer tuned. And unless unless you're going to get finer tuned, there are certain things that you should avoid. Like higher, higher starch, higher sugar, processed foods. If you can do that, then you can do a little bit. You can do a lot better than what you're doing already. I'm sure. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening up, and I hope to hear from you all. Feel free to uh, say hello on Instagram, uh, Facebook also, and the web the website for Type 2 Take 2 is finally up. Uh, that's type2take2podcast.wordpress.com, and there you can get the transcripts, and yeah, I guess that's it, show notes and whatnot. I'll see you all or hear from you all next time, and it's been a blast. And next next week will be another surprise as to what I talk about. But believe me, it'll be worth your time. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us at Type 2 Take 2. This is Danielle once again, just encouraging you to share your story. Don't forget to share your story. There are too many people out there who think that they are alone and why not, why not be the voice of reason? Why not be the voice of hope, the light that shines in the darkness? You can do it. I can do it. We can do it. Now, keep in mind that we are not doctors and any interviewees that I have on the podcast are relaying their own story and experiences. Therefore, we are, like I said, we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. Be sure to always Seek the supervision of your doctor anytime you make any uh, health changes concerning your medication and or eating pattern. Thank you very much once again for joining us at Type 2 Take 2. And we will hear from you and see you next time.